0: Welcome to Church Ahead, the weekly Christian podcast talking about big questions facing the future of church, with Rev L, all the way from the north of England. Episode 43, Cross Centre. Is Jesus' death the most important thing about him? That's what we're looking at for Lent 2023. When I got ordained at the age of 27, I felt pretty daunted by the task in front of me. It felt like an awesome responsibility to try and grow churches in an era of general church decline. But I didn't feel entirely like a combat soldier with a weapon made of jelly. I thought there was one thing that was really going to make this possible. The Christian gospel the most powerful message in the world. It changed my life, and through my ministry it would change others. And what was the most powerful part of this Christian gospel? Oh, that's an easy one. The most powerful part of the Christian gospel was, of course, the death of Christ. Jesus died on a first century cross so 21st century people could go to heaven. Wow, what a message. There was no question in my mind. Jesus' death was the most important thing about him. Weak churches preach other messages. Strong Christianity centres on the cross. Not just at Easter, but every time, right through the year. This was the issue that separated the men from the boys and the women from the girls. What marks out real Christians? For me... They talk about Jesus' death wherever they go to anyone who will listen, yes, and to people who won't listen too. Hanging over from our series about evolution is the slightly awkward question, how fit is Christianity? And as part of that, how fit in the modern world is the church's message about Jesus' death? So what does faith look like? when the most important thing about Jesus is his death. We're going to look at that next week on 10th of March. We're going to look at the visuals of crucifixion. Then what does it do for Jesus when his death is the most important thing? We'll look at that on 17th of March. Then what does it do for our experience of God, 24th of March? And finally, what does it do for us when we put the cross at the centre of our lives. That's 31st of March. But today, a history lesson. Have Christians always thought that the most important thing about Jesus was his death? Has the cross always been the biggest idea of the Gospel? First thing to say is Jesus was not very interested. Jesus may well have sensed the inevitability of his death. He was well aware that some of his actions and words caused considerable offence to powerful people in Jerusalem. His protest about the money changes in the temple was a public scandal. At his trial he made little effort to defend himself or head off the punishment. Both Mark and Luke structure their story around a long slow journey to his place of death in Jerusalem. Jesus may well have expected his ministry To provoke his own untimely death. But he didn't have much to say about his death. It was not a big part of his message. It was not the main thing. You'll never find Jesus saying, The main point of my mission is my death. Nor does he go in for theorizing about the theological meaning of his death or how it brings about the salvation of the world in the way that the church did later on. What did Jesus say? But we have a fair bit of Jesus' teaching in the four Gospels. He talked about religious law, sin, money, greatness, marriage, heaven, forgiveness and many other things. In Mark's Gospel we find Jesus talking about the crucifixion just once, chapter 834, where the would-be disciple is warned that to follow Jesus they must take up their own cross. Apart from this Jesus says nothing about crucifixion and not much more about his death. Nowhere in Jesus' recorded words will you find a sense that his death is the most important thing about his life. Of course, we're unable to go back to Jesus and ask him to summarise his mission and priorities. We read his words through the imperfect cipher of the four Gospels. Written decades later, these accounts reflect the life of the emerging church movement. They were written, rewritten, and edited. Jesus was not the editor and he was not around to have the final say in what became our definitive version of his life. Church Ahead has got a special guest this week. During this series about the death of Jesus, a four-part group called the Evangelists are going to drop in one by one for a chat. They used to play their tunes in first century Palestine, but in the 21st century they've washed up in the north of England. This week we've got a Yorkshire farmer called Mark. He says we've got to be very brief because he's promised to help his mate Pete on the fishing boat out of Hull tonight. Hello Mark, welcome to Church Ahead. No problem, Revell. Ever since I wrote me gospel I had two ambitions. To get me book into Bible and to appear on Church Ahead. Well, it's an honour for me, Mark. You've always been my favourite gospel. I love the way you always get straight to the point. Speaking of which, Revel, what do you want from me? Well, to be honest, Mark, I've got a bit of a bone to pick with you. Why do you give half of your gospel to just the last week of Jesus' life? Do we really need that apocalyptic discourse in chapter 13? And do we really need all that stuff about the servant for the Last Supper in chapter 14? Why couldn't you tell us something about Jesus' 20s? Or something interesting like what he thought about God? Or even something more down to earth like his sex life? Not exactly balanced, is it, your gospel, to put it in Yorkshire syntax? Oh, aye, I'll have to think about that. Maybe I'll ask Pete out at sea tonight. All as I can say is I was writing around about 70 AD when the Romans destroyed our temple and it felt like the world was collapsing around us. It were a giddy time. Got to go now. Pete doesn't like being kept waiting. He's still miffed about Jesus not returning yet. ta Thank you, Bach. All the best. I think I see seven phases in this question of whether Jesus' death is the most important thing about him. The second piece of the jigsaw is the preaching in the early church about Jesus. Our main record here is the Acts of the Apostles written by Luke. Peter's sermon on the day of Pentecost about God pouring out his spirit, fulfilling a prophecy in Joel. Jesus was accredited by miracles, signs and wonders, and most of all the resurrection. Peter accuses his listeners of putting Jesus to death by nailing him to the cross, but the emphasis is on the resurrection and the coming Holy Spirit. Stephen's long speech in 53 verses of Acts 7 gives only half a verse to Jesus' death. As with Peter, the point of mentioning Jesus' death is to accuse the audience of rejecting Jesus. When the star preacher Paul comes along, chapter 13 of Acts, again he tells the Old Testament story to show how blind the people of Jerusalem were to reject Jesus. Again, the contrast is drawn between those who reject and kill Jesus versus God raising him from the dead. Face to face with the people who they believed had conspired against Jesus, the apostles couldn't resist the temptation to make accusations. The speeches and sermons are polemical and highly charged. Jesus has been killed by the people who should have known better. A combination of Old Testament history and the wonders of Jesus' life should have told them They were putting themselves on the wrong side of history against God. The significant thing about the cross in these speeches is that it was the climax of Jesus' rejection. It's not presented as the climax of his life's work. When Paul addresses a Gentile audience far away from the arena of blame for Jesus' death in Athens, his brilliant sermon refers only to Jesus' resurrection on Jesus' death. Paul is silent. The Apostles may have wanted to put right those responsible for Jesus' death, but they did not seem very drawn to the notion that his death is the most important thing about him. Thirdly, the Epistles are most of the rest of the New Testament, some of which may be older than the Gospels. How prominent is the cross in these scriptures? John's letters are mainly about love. John's revelation portrays Jesus as a slain lamb which must be taken as a reference of some sort to crucifixion but the view is not back to 30 AD but forward to the vindication of Jesus in heaven. James is practical in his application about care for the poor and the taming of the tongue. Peter presents resurrection as the basis for Christian hope. St Paul is of course a very prolific writer. He defines theology and practice in the ideal for the emerging church. He ranges from moral micromanagement of naughty believers to personal journal to extended theological reflection. He talks a lot about Jesus. He frequently refers to Jesus' death in passing, but he does not dwell on the cross. Romans is the epistle most dense with heavyweight theological reflection. Lots of subjects are addressed but there is no extended or concentrated explanation of the cross. The most condensed summary of what's necessary for salvation comes in chapter 10 verse 9. The two-fold qualification is confession of Jesus' law plus belief that God raised him from the dead. The subject of resurrection is treated by Paul to a long chapter of its own in 1 Corinthians 15 There's nothing equivalent to this about Jesus' death. While the Apostles were writing their epistles, Easter Sunday was more important than Good Friday. Fourthly, we move beyond the Bible to the creeds, rehearsed weekly in most churches, cobbled together in church political conferences in the 4th and 5th centuries. The Athanasian Creed is the longest, The relationship between each member of the Trinity is set out in great detail. The death of Jesus merits only half of one line, suffered for our salvation, followed by speculation about where he descended to in this short period of death. Strip out the theological comment and the only history remaining is suffered. The implication is that this refers to his death, but the means of death is left unspecified. The symbol representing this religious vision is usually some sort of triangle depicting the network of relationships flowing around the triune godhead. Not a cross in sight. And don't forget the early church's symbol for the church was not a cross but a fish. The Nicene Creed goes a bit further. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death And was buried. The shorter Apostles' Creed is virtually identical on this point. Reference here is made to a purpose. Death is now for something, and there is a beneficiary, us, who recite the Creed. But no suggestion that this is the essence of the Christian Gospel. No more than two lines are allocated to Jesus' death in a Creed of more than 30 lines. It seems the really important thing about Jesus' death was to verify that it actually happened. Thus the burial is mentioned. This is because they wanted to make sure that no one could deny the resurrection. The fact that Jesus was truly dead before his resurrection and suffered human pain, those are the main points. So we're more than halfway through this story and we still haven't got anywhere near the crucifixion being the most important thing about Jesus, or that his death was the most important part of the Christian gospel. Fifthly, consider the worship of Christians before the cross came to dominate. Worshippers looked to see an image of Christ the ruler over and in front of them with rivers of paradise flowing down. Church immersed the people in a joyful sense of paradise filling their attention with beauty before sending them out into the world. Eucharist did not focus on the execution of Jesus, but his resurrection. The emphasis was divine life rather than death. For several hundred years, holiness was seen in humanity fully alive rather than in Jesus dying. Step number six, now we see things change. The cross came to the centre of the Christian religion round about 800 AD with Charlemagne's 33-year campaign to make the Saxons properly Christian, i.e. the official Charlemagne type of Christian. Priests accompanying the army, whose victory of the resistant Saxons, were seen to match the victory of Christ over sin and death and hell. The violent image of Jesus' crucifixion was well suited to this violent age. Theologians started to set out more exotic claims about the connection between bread and wine and Jesus' body and blood. For the first time, many worshippers now looked at a crucifix with a crucified body on their altar. For the next several hundred years, the cross was undisputably Christianity's biggest theme A most important visual image. Resurrection took a slight demotion, as did Jesus' role as a teacher. The biggest intellectual issue now was how to uncover God's plan of salvation in the cross. So we had Anselm and Abelard and the theological big guns trying to explain the hidden meaning in Jesus' death. This age of atonement ran on until after Luther and Calvin, who both felt obliged to give their versions of this great truth. So now we've seen the peak of cross-centred Christianity. From about 800 to 1500, for those 700 years, the death of Jesus was the most important thing about him and the most important thing about the Christian gospel. Now we go over the peak and the last 500 years have seen less theological interest in the meaning of the cross. Fewer big brains have invested their lives in trying to give the latest explanation. Gustav Aulen and Karl Barth have had a go in Germany, and 19th century American Princeton theologian Charles Hodge has added a twist of his own to substitution, now considered essential by many evangelicals. But trying to understand the cross has not been Christian theology's major preoccupation. What about today? Well, in popular Christian practice, the cross remains central. Sunday worship is generally Eucharistic, understood as a reenactment of Jesus' death rather than as a heavenly banquet. It's one of the hymn writer's favourite themes. The way of the cross is widely recognised shorthand for the Christian life. Both Catholic and Protestant summarise the Gospel as Christ died for our sins. The vast majority of people who define themselves as Christians today are happy to say Jesus' death is the most important thing about him, perhaps with some link to resurrection. This has made sure that if 21st century Europeans outside of the church know anything, know one thing about Jesus, they probably know that he was crucified On a cross. So, what's the point of today's history lesson? Well, I think we've seen Jesus' death has not always been the most important thing about him. And if we continue to put the death of Jesus as the heart of the Christian gospel, is that the way for the future, or is it dragging us back to the Middle Ages? Thank you for listening to episode 43. Please join me next time when we look at the visual aesthetics of saying that Jesus' death is the most important thing about him. What an honour it was to finally meet my favourite gospel writer. You know, I'd always thought of him as a Cumbrian sheep farmer rather than a Yorkshireman.